0: Welcome to Letters to Women, a podcast that explores the feminine genius. Today is episode 10, a letter to the woman who struggles with pornography and masturbation. This is a topic that I think as women, we need to bring into the light. We need to realize that women struggle with these issues too, and that pornography and masturbation are not just guys' issues. We need to realize that women are struggling to heal from this because of the stereotypes that stop us from thinking that they're even having to deal with pornography or having to deal with masturbation in their personal lives. So before we start, I want to apologize for the way that we failed to address that this is an issue in women's lives. This experience and struggle is isolating for a lot of women, but today I want to let you know that you're not the only one struggling with this, and I want to bring this issue into the open. Today, um, we're welcoming to the podcast Bethany Swanson, who is a fellow Catholic blogger that I have met through um, a Catholic blog um, facebook group that we have and she blogs over at strength in my heart and she's an organ woman at heart but she uh, has settled down in california where she's married and she's a stay-at-home wife so welcome to the podcast bethany
1: thanks chloe i'm so excited to talk to you today.
0: this is really exciting so just to start off with can you tell us a little bit about your story as a catholic woman and your background and, and a little bit more about you
1: Yeah. So I was raised Catholic. Um, Growing up, I went to Catholic school. Um, I encountered stories of the saints at a really young age, Mm -hmm. and that's what kind of um, drew me in to go deeper in the faith because I saw these examples of holy men and women, and I was like, I want to be like them. And so um, my faith just gradually grew and I went to college at Franciscan University of Steubenville.
0: Nice. That's an awesome school.
1: Yeah, it was such a blessing to go there. And then after that, I served at LARSH. It's an organization that serves adults with and without, or has adults with and without disabilities living in community together. Nice. And after that, um, I went back home and then met my husband, William, and we're now living in California.
0: That's so exciting. I visited California last October, and I'm very jealous. <laughs> the weather up there is beautiful. At least it was in the fall in comparison to Kansas winters. so.
1: <laughs> yeah, it really is. Like Today's a gorgeous day out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's awesome. So I had first run across your blog um, back at the beginning of the summer because you had written a post about being a stay-at-home wife, and there aren't very many women that I know out there who also are on that journey, and so it was really neat to read that. So I've been reading your blog throughout the summer, and in the middle of June, you had written a, an article called um, My Past Addictions, where you talk about um, your story with your an addiction to masturbation and your experience with pornography. Can you tell us a little bit about um, your story with those?
1: yeah definitely so I was introduced to like the concept of masturbation at actually a sleepover in middle school mm-hmm. like a friend of mine made a joke about guys masturbating and I was like I didn't want to ask um but I never heard anything about it. so I went to the internet mm-hmm. and of um, all the places to go to learn yeah. about that yeah um found that women could do it, too. And um, that was when it kind of all started. Mm -hmm. Um, I had never heard anyone else speak about it. And then it kind of just gradually grew and grew to become more and more of an addiction. Mm -hmm. And so um, part of my dream, too, was while I went to Franciscan, I kind of felt like I was living this double life Mm. of like really striving for holiness, but then I just cannot be freed of that sin. And so I tried um, going to therapy, I tried like online programs, Mm -hmm. um, and like various things that at least for me weren't They were pieces of the puzzle that, like, needed to happen to help me figure out how to overcome the addiction. But they weren't, like, the final solution. Mm -hmm. Um, So while I was at Franciscan, I went on a retreat that was an angelic warfare um, retreat. And at the retreat, um, my confessor said... Your sin is pointing to something deeper. And for my penance, he said, go into the chapel and don't leave until you, like, say that I believe that Jesus loves me. And don't leave until you believe it's true. Wow. And so that made a huge impact for me. Um, I had never really realized that this sin was rooted in more of a belief that I was unworthy of love. Okay. And I kind of used it as a way to cope with stress and depression and anxiety. Mm -hmm. So it really was more of a symptom of a lot of other things that I needed to work through first Mm. um, before I could overcome it. And so um, my husband came into the picture. We started courting And through our relationship and just having that one person to support me and be there when I felt like I was at my weakest and my worst really helped me overcome it.
0: That's so neat. Thank you for just, like, your vulnerability, too, because I think that this is a topic that doesn't get talked about, and if it does, it's stereotyped to a guy's issue. And so just to hear... The story of a woman who has struggled with that and is really honest is incredibly helpful too, for sure. Struggling with pornography or masturbation or both of those are really tough sins to bring up in the confessional. There's a lot of guilt wrapped up in it. There's a lot of shame wrapped up in it, at least from, from what I have gone through. But how do we, as Catholic women, um, overcome the fear of asking for forgiveness for those sins?
1: So I think firstly, I just want to say that God is so merciful. mm mm-hmm. And that, like, we can't even fathom how much he wants to pour out his mercy and grace into our lives. That it is just asking. And so whenever I went to confession, when I was, like, afraid to go, Mm -hmm. um, I would pray to Mother Mary. And I would have my rosary in my hand. So I felt like Mother Mary was, like, leading me to confession. That's so cool. And I think what helped too was just remembering that like priests have heard a lot of things and that my sin is it's a sin Mm -hmm. and I didn't want to necessarily like inflate it to be greater than it really was or greater than God's mercy. So I think just if someone's struggling with this like it's never too late to return Mm -hmm. and that the sooner you can go, um, the easier it'll be because you won't have like hyped it up or talked yourself out of yes. going or made it more than it needs to be.
0: Yeah, that's so true. I remember being in confession and just mentioning that to a priest, like, "Phew, I'm glad I got that off my chest because I have been like really stressing out about that." And he was like, Ch- "Like, Chloe, there's only been one original sin. Like, nothing that you told me here I have not heard before, and I'm not going to hear over and over again." And not that it was like you know oh it's not a big deal but it was like this is something that someone like that a lot of people struggle with and so there's not a shame in struggling with that and bringing that to confession so definitely yeah. that's so neat thank god for confession too like yes. <laughs> I definitely need it amen <laughs> um you mentioned your husband mm-hmm. and how Um, Your addiction played a role in your relationship when you were courting and in your marriage. And how did you bring that subject up with him when you were in a relationship? So if women are listening and they're dating someone and they don't know about this addiction that's in their lives, how do you advise from your experience, like, bringing that into the light and bringing that up in conversation?
1: Well, I think, firstly, like, any time you bring this into the light Mm -hmm. and you share it with someone, Mm -hmm. it's going to bring room for healing. Yeah. And... Even if you don't know if that person's necessarily going to be the person you marry, Mm -hmm. if you're seriously considering it, it's a good thing to discuss. For me, it was important to bring up early on, Mm -hmm. um, just because I knew if he couldn't accept my past and the mistakes I made, Mm -hmm. and um, couldn't accept that then I didn't know how he would be able to call me on to holiness yeah and sure. so I think it was a big thing we we were long distance so mm-hmm. we knew we had some things that were better to be discussed in person mm-hmm. so we kind of planned a meeting to talk about like the heavier topics that we needed to so we went to the grotto in Portland mm-hmm. which is this Beautiful, um upper gardens and shrine and has a chapel so we went there because we knew we could talk about it in like a peaceful safe setting and then like go and pray in the chapel oh wow that's perfect so i think it's important to have like a safe space mm-hmm. and like return to the arms of jesus
0: that's so neat What were ways in your relationship when you were courting that he was able to help you um, fight against that addiction?
1: So he was really wonderful. Um, He really was like my number one support for this. Mm -hmm. And so since it was more rooted in anxiety and depression, those kind of things, he kind of helped me to stay on track for having an awareness Mm -hmm. for how I was feeling if I was Getting more stressed, or if I was feeling lonely, um, and then he would also sing to me. Oh, so he'd sing Latin hymns. I love and that. That would just instantly put my heart at peace mm-hmm. and calm me down like instantly. So that really helped a lot. And then just knowing that he was available and mm-hmm. would love me in those moments, mm-hmm. um, I. I think what also helped was admitting that I was weak and that I needed to like tell someone sooner than the temptation became too strong yeah so that was huge and just saying like out loud to him like I'm feeling tempted mm-hmm. and and that being it because I didn't want to go further into detail yeah because he's a man and I didn't <laughs> want to tempt him further yep but we would just say like, this is what's happening and just confronting it really, really helps.
0: That's really neat for, for women who are listening, who aren't in a relationship, but have like good community of women surrounding them. How did, did you tell friends or did you have accountability leading up to that? And when you were in the struggle with um, pornography and masturbation that women were accountable, like you were accountable to women as well. And how do you discern? whether to tell a friend and if they're they're going to be like the right person to share your heart with on that subject
1: yeah so I think before William I had kind of kept it so hidden mm-hmm. and in the dark that I had only shared it with like one or two other women mm mm-hmm. Um, and one of them struggled with it as well. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we were just kind of both in the dark, like searching in the dark and didn't know how to help each other. Yeah. But it was good just knowing like I'm not alone.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. So that was huge. And then having an accountability partner is really important. But. At the time, I wasn't in a place to, like, open up or share about it.
0: Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm.
1: just the idea about being vulnerable about it, like, would stress me out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, but I would encourage those listening to seek someone out because it really does make a world of difference. And I'm actually an accountability partner to someone else right now. That's awesome. So I'm glad that I can... Be that, like, steady um, support, no matter what, um, for someone else.
0: Yeah, that's so neat to see how, like, God's worked in your life and how you're able to turn around and help someone through the same struggle, too. That's so beautiful.
1: Yeah, God is so good.
0: (laughs) He is. He's the best. (laughs) Um, This is kind of like a cultural question, but how do we combat the light from a culture that tells us um, that masturbation is
1: healthy? So... Our culture already is saturated with lies about yeah, sex, sure. and I think that just speaking the truth in love is a good way to start. So, um, sharing what real, authentic love means. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think my way of addressing this is just sharing my story um, because I didn't hear anyone else talk about it and so I also never shied away from conversations if they did come up Mm -hmm. so I think it's important to have those discussions and that like from when I shared my blog post other people have been able to open up since then that's so neat so I think it's important to just if you have a short story or a struggle to share it um obviously with those you trust but you never know what impact they'll have and I think too um if we have kids these would be discussions we would be having with them at the right age because I'd want to teach them before the culture does yes what those lies are
0: yeah that's so true and then to be able to add yeah like this is something that you know you've experienced personally and how you've been able to to overcome it especially with your story like your husband's role in that and how what a beautiful story to be able to tell your kids too Mm -hmm. that's so neat um this is we kind of touched on this a little bit before but pornography and masturbation are usually discussed today as something that like guys struggle with like oh that's a guy's problem and only men do that but obviously like women struggle with this too so how do we open up conversation um both like in our everyday lives and culturally so that women who struggle with this don't feel isolated or shamed because they're struggling with something that's been labeled as like just a guy's issue.
1: Yeah, so I think it's important to really recognize that it is a joint struggle. Um, And I think the more people come out and talk about it, Mm -hmm. the more um, it won't... Feel like for a woman that she's the only one struggling with this, yeah. And yeah. I think it's kind of a lie that um, the devil uses to make us feel alone.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And so I think it's important that we like reach out, um, and if we feel called by the Holy Spirit to like share what our struggles are and to be vulnerable.
0: Yeah, that's so true. I love how you were talking about how with that blog post that you wrote, like, that that's encouraged other women who to also be vulnerable. And so, like, being able to take the first step and start that conversation, like, can lead to so much more healing than just, like, your own personal healing, but also for other people as well. Can you tackle an addiction to pornography or masturbation alone? Or do you need community? And where can you find help to overcome this kind of addiction?
1: So in my personal experience, I would definitely say I struggled for years Mm -hmm. trying to overcome it on my own. Mm -hmm. And I felt so stuck and trapped in my addiction. Mm -hmm. So in my own experience, I'd say community Mm -hmm. is definitely invaluable. Yeah. Um, Even just having my husband fully accept me Mm -hmm. um, and be there for me was what I needed. Yeah. Because... I felt like I was in unlovable in those moments mm-hmm. and to bring him in to say like, no, you're still lovable. You're a daughter of God. Mm-hmm. Jesus still loves you. Like in this moment, even when you're at your like feeling like you're worse mm-hmm. self.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so I think community is just so important for building each other up and I think even for that accountability of knowing that this doesn't just stay in my bedroom or Mm -hmm. doesn't just stay isolated to me like someone else knows. Yeah. And they care. Yeah.
0: You you had mentioned when you had gone to confession while you were on that retreat that the priest had told you that, you know, what you're struggling with is a, a sign of something deeper. Do you have any tips for women to dig deeper just underneath that, um, that addiction to pornography, addiction to masturbation, and really get to the core of what's going on like in their spiritual lives?
1: Yeah, so I would definitely say um, turn to prayer Mm -hmm. and ask God who he says you are. Is his daughter. Mm. Um, And to really, if you feel like there might be some anxiety, depression, um, some other form of mental, um, distress going on, Mm -hmm. then I'd say, like, also look into those areas. God wants us to be fully healed on all levels. Yeah. And so I definitely feel like, um, to get to the heart of, like, the addiction, I came across um, some resources that really helped. There's a book, Be Healed, by Bob Schutz, mm-hmm. and it really talks about holistic healing. Mm-hmm. And so I know that was really helpful for me. And then just hearing Audrey Assad, she also spoke about her yes. addiction to porn. Mm-hmm. So I think listen to her talk. And then there's also, um, for finding more support, there's a Facebook group called Integrity Restored. And they have groups for people addicted to pornography, masturbation, but also their spouses. Mm -hmm. So if there's any women out there who are in marriage addicted, I would say... um, That there's resources for you and for your spouse. Mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm. And
1: then there's also two apps, like the Life Team Victory app. Mm -hmm. Um, And it lets you be accountable to other people and ask them to pray for you when you're struggling. That's awesome. And there's also another organization, Fight the New Drug. Yes. And they just have a wonderful um, mission and campaign. And I think they have an app. With theirs as well, but yeah. I haven't downloaded it yet. Yeah,
0: <laughs> they do. It's really good. It's, very, it's, like, really interactive, and it's based in a community. And, yeah, just a ton of really good resources on their website, too.
1: Yeah, they're really awesome. I love what they're doing and just getting out um, the news that, like, this is, like, a drug. Mm-hmm. It's not healthy. Let's, like, combat it.
0: Yeah, that's so true. And just starting that conversation, I know that they also do, like, T-shirts and and different like merchandise too. I have one of their, their red shirt that says porn is lame. And it's just like a super simple, like little phrase. And I wear, I wore it on a couple of vacations and just the conversations that started with it with men and women were just such like intentional, like dive right in kind of conversations that wouldn't have happened. Like if that hadn't, hadn't been wearing that shirt. So yeah, they have some great resources on their website for sure.
1: Yeah. I love that. It sparks (laughs) so much Yeah, and so I would just really say um, to go to prayer, um, just be completely honest with the Lord, and if you're having trouble accepting His love, Mm -hmm. to just say, like, I, like, believe that you love me on an intellectual level, but, like, help me on a heart level believe that I'm lovable and that you created me for more than this. Yep. Yep. And then I'm worthy.
0: Yeah, that's so true. That's something that, like, I have to remind myself on a regular basis. And it's not something that, like, marriage has healed um, or fixed. It's, like, a deeper level than that. So it's, like, you know, even though I'm married, it's not something that my husband can fix because he can't fulfill me like Christ can. Like, that love is wonderful, but it's human. It's not unconditional. And, yeah, that's something, too. For sure.
1: yeah and that was another thing um, that really helped me was turning to prayer in those moments. Um, I especially prayed to Our Lady and Doer of knots. Oh, okay yeah I have a like very special devotion because she has just worked so much in my life and really just undone the knots that are keeping me from God. Mm, that's so special. just entrusting. Um, my prayers to her was really powerful, and just praying the St. Michael prayer. Yes, it's a really powerful prayer as well, and just that he defends us.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's got our back. He's watching out for mm-hmm. us. <laughs> yeah. One, a big prayer that was really helpful to me was "Be satisfied with me," that is credited to St. Anthony. Um, And it's beautiful, and it just goes to that, like, all right, like, only God can fill me. Like, nothing that I'm going to try to put in my life, whether it's, you know, an addiction to pornography or um, my temper or um, just, like, physical things and materialistic goods. Like, they're all – those are all things that I'm trying to stuff into, like, this God-shaped hole. And, like, that is can only be satisfied by Christ. So, But, yeah, the St. Michael prayer has, like, a a really – neat background story for my life too so I love that you prayed that one too I love that prayer
1: yeah it's so powerful Mm -hmm. turning to the saints and our lady yes
0: all the ones in heaven cheering us on and like wanting to get us up there too so it's beautiful yeah
1: some of them have like confronted this themselves exactly that we really aren't alone like we have this cloud of witnesses saying like you can do it like (laughs) Sure. And this will, like, this is where you feel your weakest, but mm-hmm. it will become, like, your strength.
0: Yeah. And the beauty of, like, God's transformative love and mercy that he can take something that it's, like, this is something that I'm ashamed of. And he can transform that into something that's beautiful and good. Mm-hmm. Which Amen to is... that. <laughs> Very good. Well, thank you so much again for, for writing your blog, um, for being vulnerable, for starting a conversation that with hopefully like God willing this podcast and can start more conversations with women in their lives to get to the root of of what is putting a barrier between them and Christ's ultimate love for them so thanks so much for coming on the podcast today
1: yeah thanks for having me for
0: sure Thanks for listening. Check out my blog, oldfashionedgirlblog.com, for the show notes for this episode. I'll be linking to Bethany's blog, Strengthen My Heart, as well as some great videos by women like Audrey Assad and Emily Wilson's, whose video just came out this week, um, and they share their thoughts on the subject of pornography and masturbation. If you're listening and you struggle with an addiction to pornography or masturbation, you'll also find some great resources on how to break those chains and be free of these lies. That's all I have for today, so until next time, be not afraid.